Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Wow, Lily. Why do you have all of those totes out? Hey, Kyle. I'm going through all my adult toys. You know how much I love to play with them. But you know what? I think I need some new ones. Yeah, you do love your toys, and you have so many. You know, I love you to have your adult toys, and I found the perfect place to get more. This place has such a huge selection. They're called thesmutshop.com. Just look here. Wow. They have so many toys, and not just stuff for me. Vibrators, male masturbators, and some incredible dildos. Ooh, look at this one. Yeah, I know you like big. Yeah, I not only like my toys big, but I also like that thesmutshop.com has the biggest and most trusted names in adult toys. Tantus, Strap On Me, and so many more. They have everything from anal and bondage to male masturbators. Hmm, I bet you'd like this one, a real porn star mold for a male masturbator. Yeah, that looks like fun. And I bet you would like this one, the sliding skin realistic dildo. Or wait, what about one of the signature cocks for you? Isaiah Maxwell with ultra skin. Could you handle that? You know I can. We need to take advantage of these special deals. Free shipping for purchases over $44 and... If you use our special Speak Seductively code, SPEAK, that's S-P-E-A-K, you can get 15% off. Only for U.S. and Canadian customers, though. Hey, what are you doing now? Ordering some toys. And if you're good, I'll get one for you, too. Hey, everyone. This is Kyle Cannon. And Lily Cannon. And welcome to another episode of the Speak Seductively podcast. Uh, On this episode, we're really excited. We have a guest back that we haven't talked to in probably a year, but we interviewed her a number of times um, in the past. Uh, She's an incredibly, incredibly talented author. Um, And I'm just going to leave it at that and let Eileen introduce herself and talk about some of the things going on in her life right now. So Eileen, it's all yours. Hi, Kyle and Lily. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate the the nice comments. Um, so I'm Eileen Tremel. I write under Eileen Tremel, Ava M. Taylor, and R.J. Stone. Um, R.J. Stone is kids' books. Um, Ava M. Taylor is romantic, um, erotic romance. And Eileen Tremel is mm, pretty much anything else I want to write. <laughs> um, and right now, uh, next month, I have 
Puma Pride coming out. It's a shifter. Oh, so this was supposed to be like a light and airy romance, just a shifter romance to try out rounding out that that genre. And it turned into um a lot of kidnapping attempts. Oh. And <laughs> um genetic engineering, which I had to go to my daughter for. Mm-hmm. Um, and two of my daughters helped me figure out all the language for the genetic engineering. And um it's it's uh it's a hefty novel and it's got a lot of um excitement and adventure and uh some pretty hot characters <laughs> um and a lot of different shifter animals like where well, I've got elephant shifters and horse shifters and Whoa. there's a, a variety there's a whole cast of characters did it take so, on that own uh whole new plots because the story just evolved that way had you planned it to go a different way and you just kind of let the characters do what they wanted i i let the characters do what they wanted i literally had my main female character walking home after work and i'm like well so how she get involved with these shifters and what's going on with that and there's an eight-year-old girl getting beat up in a alleyway and she stops the girl from getting beat up and she's a shifter girl who's been kidnapped and mm. that starts the whole drama and um, call home to mom and 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 they a family comes to pick her up. But between the family trying to pick her up and or from my main character finding her and the family trying to pick her up, um, another group of shifters tries to come and kidnap the girl. So that all happened in the first scene. So basically, <laughs> like, a slow a slow start. Yeah, it's kind of a slow start. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how many kidnappings attempts there are in there. Um, she's threatened by the by the Puma Pride shifters uh, because it was their kit that was trying that was kidnapped, and they thought she was involved, and she wasn't because she wasn't, and it just it it just kind of went, and I have learned long time ago to just let my characters talk because when I let them talk um the story's better Mm -hmm. and who is your who's your main character what is her like role in um, society so her her role she's actually uh, her name is Jolyn and um she works in a bookstore go figure Mm. um and you think she's just a plain human I'm not going to reveal everything. She's of course not, not. She's not a plain human. And she's not just a bookstore worker. Um, and the more you go into the book, the more you find out. Um, she doesn't even know her full story until we get into the genetic, genetic engineering stuff. Mm. So right. uh, she's, trying to be unnoticed um, because of where she is in life. Um, and then the Puma Pride is the the group and uh, Brady is the her love interest um, and he's also the enforcer of the of the pride. So if 
if she has to be killed because of crimes against the pride, Brady has to kill her. Hmm. Um, oh, that's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't like to make things difficult at all or anything. Um, but she's much more, I, I can't give away too much. She is much more than just a bookstore worker. And her life prior to this point where you meet her has been very difficult mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at one point and prior to that almost idyllic or appearing to be almost idyllic so she's complicated she's very very complicated so i get the sense that this is going to be more than just a single book are you looking at a trilogy or just an ongoing series until your characters decide to tell you to stop uh, well, my it's it's a single book. It's a standalone book. I have considered okay. doing a. It's also one of my longer books, um, and I have considered doing more in that world. Um, maybe not in Puma Pride. Maybe in one of the other prides. Um, uh. but I think Brady and Jolin's story is well told in this book. It's complicated. And I was, you know me, I like to write 50,000 word novels and move on. And this one is over 100,000 <laughs> words. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it is a rather lengthy book for me. And I, I was really stumped on the genetic stuff. My daughter, my youngest daughter has a science degree. Mm. Um, and so and she's done stuff with genetics. Um, and so. I called her and I said, I have an actual science question that I think you can help me with because I always <laughs> call her for my science questions. And she's like, mom, I don't know. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> and uh, so, so yes, um, she, she helped me with it. And then my oldest daughter also got in there and we all just worked out how I was going to talk about the genetics. Um, so I love genetics as a, big concept but the nitty-gritty mm -hmm. details i don't i don't need to know yeah there's so much cool stuff going on in that field right i was just reading an article that a um a researcher in the uk um has uh, developed artificial human embryos and I, I was just reading the philosophical issues around that. I'm now boring Lily to death. So <laughs> I, I think that's very interesting. Where where did they have a donor? No, they or... actually they they used uh, stem cells. Um, and so they they created an embryo without the use of sperm or egg. And it's raising all kinds of ethical questions about you know, how far do they allow it to develop and, you know, that kind of thing. So I just, I, I thought it was fascinating. That's very interesting. But <clears throat> I'm going to have to go look that up now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a link. Okay. That'd be great. But, um, yeah. I, I pull from all sorts of different, uh, I once read a book. I'm going to, I don't remember the author's name because it was some scientist and I don't remember. It was something like seven daughters of Eve or something like that, where it's the geneticist who um, followed the mitochondrial of a sample of women 
all back to seven um, women in at the beginning of time. Um, and they're supposed mm-hmm. to be the seven women who are um, gave birth to all of us. Hmm. <laughs> so I found that fascinating. I didn't understand 90% of the genetic stuff he talked about, but the he wrote it in such, I don't know. It just was a good book. Um, it wasn't too sciencey and it wasn't too, too light on science that I couldn't believe it. I also think that was a UK, um, author. Yeah. I noticed a lot of the sci-fi authors from the UK and Europe tend to be very science driven and I, and I like that, but, um, I'm, I'm Lily's falling asleep here as I'm talking. (laughs) Um, we don't want uh, that no so uh, real real quick can you remind the listeners of the title of the book that you we were just talking about the one with the the pride and yep puma pride it comes Mm -hmm. out july 8th okay so i think this episode will probably air prior to that so we'll make sure to uh pump up the uh, available for pre-order and uh I'll, i'll send you that link um I've got a lot coming out this year. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. So I was just chatting with you online. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to get into the BDSM book and Club Wonderland? Um, yeah, I'm I'm working with Jules Hunter, which is a husband-wife team. And they write in BDSM and they have started this world called Club Wonderland. She loves Alice in Wonderland. So she, so. <laughs> Her book has an Alice in Wonderland theme. Um, mine is going to be a, a dominant female with two subs. And uh, they're going to be at the uh, beginning of their exploration of BDSM. Because I I don't profess to be an expert in that area i'm i'm getting assistance from people who are so um that'll come out in february um and that'll be under my ava m taylor name um i'm i'm actually really looking forward to that um annabelle allen Mm -hmm. um who writes the ava goods stories uh her and i are having a crossover she's also in the club wonderland and so we're doing a crossover between our two stories. Her Ava Good is going to give advice to my character, which I think her name is going to be Annabelle. It's kind of a private joke between <laughs> Annabelle and I. So when I met Annabelle, she said her character name was Ava. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? And she's like, no. Um, and my one of my pen names is Ava. And so I just kind of chuckled and I said, well, why don't I make my character in this book, Annabelle, in honor of you? And she was all all right with it. So um, her book is going to come out in, oh, I don't know. I think it's September or October this year. Mm-hmm. Um, fall this year. I'm just going to say fall. <laughs> um, and then mine will come out in February. So my character will be in her book first. And be getting advice from the Ava Good, who is uh, has been a, fe- a dominant feminine, feminine, a femme dom. I'm sorry, horrible. 
in the good pain series (laughs) yes in the good pain series thank you lily you appreciate the save (laughs) we've we've interviewed annabelle quite a bit she's one of our favorites so that's exciting that you're Mm -hmm. collaborating with her that's really cool yes and then um ava will be in my book and i think it'll be probably something like oh either email or phone call or something like that where they they chat and and ava helps annabelle with some challenge she's having so she don't know what yet. she's a mentor yes she'll be the mentor and 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 so i'm looking forward to that that'll be fun and it's a good group of authors um i think they have uh i, I don't even know because they've been adding people and such but i think they have at least a dozen books coming out oh um, wow so, so that'll be fun um and, and is then, this just a, a group of authors that got together or is there some guiding force behind it? Like, So Jules Hunter is the guiding force behind it. She wanted to create this world. She wanted to write in it. And then she started inviting people she knew. And I was one of them. Jules and I have known each other for probably about five years, I think. Mm. Five or six years. Um, she was actually interviewed on my on my Facebook group um, in 2019. So mm-hmm. sure, her and Andrew were both there and it was great. We had a lovely conversation. Um, super nice people um, and great writers. Um, I enjoy their, their tales. Um, so that was, that came to me out of the blue and, and I have kind of been tucking it behind things because it's like, okay, that's that's not at the top of my pile right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just finished um, writing Surrender to the Sea Demon. I know, Kyle, you can't you can't imagine sea monster sex. No, but... I was going to ask you. I actually made some notes, which is unusual for me. And I wrote down um, any alien sex stories and tentacle sex stories. So <laughs> tentacles are very helpful especially if you like to tie someone up and they <laughs> yeah. can be very teasing. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And um, so I wrote Sacrifice to the Sea Monster and it's done really well. And I, and I loved writing that. And um, so he, the main character in that often uses his tentacles when he's in human form with his mate. And mm. they use that to enhance their sexual pleasure. So um, do do his tentacles have suckers on them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I actually did a lot of research on this. <laughs> a, a lot of research. I even researched how how squids and octopi have sex so that I could have uh, realistic underwater experiences. You know, if anyone got a hold of your search history, I can't even imagine. Yes, what seriously. If I, <laughs> Like um, screenshot, yeah, screenshot your on... search history and send that to me. I'd like to see that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm on somebody's list. <laughs> probably. Like, um, watch this lady. She's looking up how <laughs> octopus have sex. Um, I actually looked up a lot more about um, water pollution, ocean pollution, and mm-hmm. the damage it does to um, the sea creatures and stuff like that yeah um and did a lot of research on that because that's a huge theme in the first book hmm. um that's great it, it there's a lot of there's a lot of sex in that one which was fun to write. <laughs> i had a lot of fun writing that 
Um, it's steamy. It's pinky. It's 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 just fun. Um, and that's she's what it should be, right? Exactly. She's running around on on deserted islands naked. I mean, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> Wouldn't it be more fun if she were running around on populated islands naked? Maybe if she <laughs> likes that. Um, the two of them enjoyed their privacy. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed their privacy. And now Surrender to the Sea Demon is the sequel. And I just finished writing that. And um, oh, my goodness. I had so much fun writing that. So the, when, first, when... the first one is Surrender to the Sea Monster. OK, so the first one is Sacrifice to the Sea Monster. Sacrifice. OK. And the second one is Surrender to the Sea Demon. OK. <laughs> and when does Cyclops for the third one. <laughs> when does the second one come out? When is that published? It is coming out in November. Okay. And did you just say a Cyclops for the third one? Is that what I heard? Yep. It's going to be a Y choose book. So it's going to have three Cyclops. And um, they discover their mate at the end of the second book. Mm. And uh, they're going to have a tough time of it. I'm going to torture them. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like to address. Uh, so. This is just a me thing. I like to address um, issues in all of my books. It doesn't matter whether it's an Ava book or an Eileen book or what it is. I like to address issues. And sometimes it's racism and sometimes it's pollution and and sometimes it's, it's a, a variety of things. And so their mate was human trafficked. And so mm -hmm. we're going to deal with how they help her heal and how their relationship grows from that. Wow. Sex is going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of guy on guy sex in that one. Okay. Because, you know, they got to satisfy themselves somehow. Sure. And they don't want to frighten her. And she can watch them having sex and enjoy that through voyeurism. So, yeah. um, hey everyone, it's Kyle and Lily with an important message to all of our listeners. If you've been listening to us for a long time or reading Kyle's books, we hope you have heard the message we stress. It's the importance of communication and a sex-positive lifestyle. One of the key components of that lifestyle is consent. Remember, no means no. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? To help us continue bringing you quality and interesting interviews, please consider supporting us. To learn more about Kyle and his work, follow him on Twitter at Kyle Cannon Author, or on Instagram, at Kyle Cannon Fiction, or Facebook, Kyle Cannon. Now back to Speak Seductively. So yeah, it's it's something that I'll be addressing, and, <clears throat> and then I, I don't know what's next. It will come to me when I write the third one. I don't think we've ever talked to you when you haven't had three, four, maybe even five stories and books bouncing around in the air. So, um, and, and, and they're all, <laughs> they're all great to our listeners. Um, we'll definitely be putting these books in the, the description, but um, you need to check out Eileen's website, which we'll also have on there uh, to find out all of her books, because there is a lot. And uh, was it crocheting or knitting? Yep. You... Crocheting. I crochet okay. as well. <laughs> and uh in, in your uh, off I, time whenever you know well, so yeah 
suggestion. I think you ought to crochet your characters mm. and possibly crochet them involved in sex acts and then sell that on. <laughs> I sell it I, on your uh, web. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I've been taking a break from crocheting because I've been super busy with writing. Um, this summer, I decided I don't know why. But I, uh, an opportunity came to me about um, doing a summer write-a-thon. And so I'm like, do I want to do that? Do I have time for that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I work a day job. I work a full-time day, day job, <clears throat> as you know. And uh, I was trying to decide if I would have time to write every day. Mm. And I said, okay, what's the worst that can happen? I have vacation in June. In June, I will do all my writing. And in July, when I'm back at work and busy, maybe I won't write as much. Maybe. So um, I'm I'm curious, I don't mean to interrupt, but as, as as an author, what do you consider a good day of writing? How many words do you put together? So I just had a five-day weekend. Mm-hmm. And my best day had uh, too many interruptions. And my best day had... 7,800 words. I have written as much as 10 or 11,000 mm-hmm. words. That's a really good day. That's like uh, nobody called me. Social media was quiet. Yeah. And I didn't have anything else to do. And all I did was write day. Um, <laughs> for perspective for people who don't speak in thousand words, um for listeners who are like I don't know what does that mean for like the length of a book so what's how many pages single space does 10,000 words oh I have no idea I I, yeah I couldn't tell you I have no idea um I can tell you that I aim for a 50,000 word book and my books tend to be between 150 pages Mm -hmm. and 200 pages roughly I've um, been writing a lot of uh, short stories later that go 15 to 25,000 words and they tend to be about 40 pages long but Yeah. Yeah, um so I also like to join anthologies um mm-hmm. and I've joined four or five this year. I don't remember how many. And um so I do have a lot of vacation I'm I'm burning through in June because of work schedules and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal this June was to s- finish Surrender to the Sea Demon and to work on those short stories. And I started the summer write-a-thon 11 days ago. And in that 11 days, I've written 41,500 words, roughly. Wow. Um, and... I finished two projects, finished Surrender to the Sea Demon. And, oh, okay, I'm going to, I guess you guys are going to get the announcement. I am writing a spinoff to my Wayfarer series. Oh, nice. (laughs) I just finished my first short story in it. I don't know whether it'll be short story series or if it'll be a full novel series, but the first one is a short story. I have to... I'm going to an event in Atlanta in February of next year. Um, I will be at RAWR um, and they're doing an anthology. 
And so I'm writing a short story to go with the anthology and it's 26,000 words. Nice. And I wrote it in four days. Wow. Four days. That's pretty, that's really good. I, I was proud of myself. I I had numerous interruptions today, but I got 3,500 words written. Good for you. I was proud of that. (laughs) You should be. And the interruptions where I was yelling at him to do laundry (laughs) and (laughs) vacuum and what are you doing with your life? Yeah, no. Yeah, my my next short story is going to be about a browbeaten husband who writes erotica. (laughs) (laughs) Who tries to sit in his office and just write stories. His wife does. Well, there are plenty of ways to distract him. (laughs) The housework's still not going to get done. (laughs) But you're you're absolutely right. I was actually, just because we're off the rails right now, I was going to warn our listeners that that licking sound in the background was not us it was our dog and lily leaned over and smacked him and that was not her hitting me seriously (laughs) so if you you hear any of that happening in the background (laughs) it was our big stupid dog who was licking his paw voraciously and when i say smack i meant she touched him with love but told him to stop no i snapped (laughs) i snapped my finger i didn't even hit him i'm trying uh, to keep aspca off of our right kids, so. i didn't i wouldn't i wouldn't lay a hand on that dog no <laughs> well if you hear jingle bell on my end that's my little bash bear and he's running around that's our little kitten oh and he, he likes to go from window to window he he gets very pouty when when the windows get closed at the end of the day oh yeah because, you know we live in a city and closing windows is safe mm-hmm. yeah um, <laughs> But he, being a kitten, and I say kitten, he's three. Oh. Um, but he's adorable, and he's he's my love. So, <laughs> uh, he's he's running around up here with his little jingle bell on. Oh. And he's Cute. required to wear a bell because um, he regularly assaults his sister. Oh no. And so that lets her know that he's coming. Oh no. <laughs> That's so cute. That's an unfair advantage. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's not because <laughs> of he's, he's a brat. He can be oh. a brat, but he's so cute. He's so cute about it. <laughs> anyway. So in addition to the 900 things you have already mentioned, is there anything else that you have in the works happening right now? <sighs> I have wrecked coming out in August. I don't remember the date. I have a second, um, Paranormal Investigator Files short story coming out in uh, September. Nope. Yes, September. I don't have anything coming out in August. Uh, and then I haven't figured out 2024 yet, but I'm working on um, multiple short stories that are going to mm-hmm. be through AMR. Um, I'm working on one right now that is ridiculously silly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an academy book, a, an academy short story. So it takes place in a school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm, I, it's going to be unusual, uh, but I'm writing magic. So it's like, how is, let's, let's do fun magic. I like, we, ha- we need to have magic. So I have a, a highlighter pen that when she uses her highlighter pen, it takes the quote and it creates the bibliography and it puts uh. it right in her paper. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want that pen? 
Seriously, yeah. if you could invent that for real. That... <laughs> well, Google invented it with yeah. being able to insert your citation. So, so you say yeah. Google is magic? <laughs> Google is magic. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have um, like three other. I have a new Ava series that I'm working on. It's called Alien Alliance. The first book is done. It's going to be one couple, three books. Um, so basically he's a dick in the first book and doesn't want her. And um, he has a cock horn. And oh. um, that does interesting things when they have sex. Mm. <laughs> Presses in all the right places. Oh, um, good. And she doesn't like him in the second book. By the end of the first book, she's disillusioned and she doesn't like anyone. And the sex is fine and she's willing to do the sex thing, but she's not doesn't want to talk about any commitment or anything. And by the third book, they'll they'll actually have their happy ever after. With and so with, with all sex. these different stories that you have. So you write under several different pen names. Do you have one location that you compile all of these things? Or does each one of your personas and pen names have its own um, website? Or, or obviously, they, they all have their Amazon page. But do you keep all of this for fans and things in one place? Like they can find all of your different stories? Um, no, but I am thinking about consolidating Ava and Eileen. Um, mm. I don't want to with RJ because of the erotic. I I think mm -hmm. the children's stuff needs to be separate. It's sure. just a prudish thing of that I have. Well, um, yeah. But I think Eileen and Ava could easily be combined into one website. And I'm thinking about it. It would mean revamping my website. Sure. I actually have three websites for all for one for each name. Right. And <laughs> um, it gets a little overwhelming. So combining Ava into Eileen might save me some time. Sure. Um, I have a blog on on my Eileen website. Um, and that's EileenTremel.com, I think. Um, I'll send you that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll put the links to everything. You don't have to you don't have to tell everybody what it is right now. But I just wanted to kind of clarify that um having no, I, separate, separate places for the the separate things. It's, it's all separate, except I refuse to do separate on social media because I have a hard enough time keeping track of one. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Everything just goes under Eileen on social media. And I talk about Ava and RJ like they're third persons. Yeah. And and it just it's the only way I can keep track of it. Um, I love writing all three different um, personas like the. The kids stuff is, it's fun and it's childish and I don't have to think about, oh, I need to make more complex sentences in this, right. <laughs> in this story. I need to make the story more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I have a sister who's a reading specialist and she reviews all of my children's books and she helps me with like word appropriateness for the age that I'm aiming for and things like that. So I heavily rely on her for stuff like that. Oh, that's um, great. And it, the writing is different for Eileen and Ava. Ava tends to be, uh, Ava pushes the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like who, who the hell would think of a, a, a cockhorn? 
Right. <laughs> and who would think of sea monster sex and such? Apparently, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, the cockhorn came from. We watched my daughter and I love to watch the reality shows for the zoos. There's a whole bunch of them. Oh, um, yeah. Australia, Ohio, yeah. New York, Florida. There's a whole bunch of them. And we were watching that one night and we were talking about a rhinoceros horn and basically mm. how it's um, made of material like your fingernails are. Right. And I'm like, huh, well, if a, an animal can have a horn coming out of their head that way, what's to say an alien? Because, of course, when I'm thinking rhinoceroses, rhinoceri, whatever. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm thinking aliens. Um, So I'm like, what's to say an alien couldn't have a a horn (laughs) in a more um, pleasing area? I don't see why that isn't possible. I'm sure there's a universe somewhere. There has to be because there has to be an infinite amount of universes. And Ava could now be creating sex toys that yeah. have horns on them yeah yeah, yeah. it's a whole new market merchandise right yeah. like there you go crocheted you go. characters <laughs> and sex toys something a little with... firmer than crocheted yeah well of course <laughs> of course maybe you a crochet have... cover for it you have an entire yes you have an entire merchandise shop just waiting to happen eileen <laughs> kind of like a tea cozy but <laughs> tea cozy. yes oh i like that <laughs> oh my god if you have all of your it's a sex toy cozy. sex toys on display mm-hmm. you don't want them to get dusty so <laughs> right you need to have some kind of if your sex toys are getting dusty does that say something bad about your sex life then it's possible maybe Maybe you just have so many you don't need them there you go well sure or you just have so many that they don't get regular like rotation there you go (laughs) or some of them do not have horns on them i mean you should be storing them properly though so here's a here's a psa for anyone who has a plethora of sex toys um you should not be just throwing those things in a side drawer and letting them touch each other because the silicone actually can like melt together um and it you really should be keeping them in appropriate either boxes or bags so there's my quick psa announcement for someone who has a stupid amount of sex toys um you really do need to keep them like properly stored or you're going to have some issues with uh the way that that the silicon like mm. silicone bleeds together anyway so there's my and on that note quick commercial <laughs> psa announcement um i for, like it i mean yeah. if not all of us have aliens with with cockhorns to take care no. of us no, I mean I've <clears throat> so so many sex toys, like so we just <laughs> just have a lot of them. All right, so Eileen, um, we are going to put all of those links to all the things that you have available. And um, shameless plug for myself, I'm excited to continue to read your Wayfarer series and get that audiobook cranking out for you and ready to go. So I'm excited um, for that too. Yes, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying that series. And so um I I am you do really enjoying job. like you really narrating get, those characters. I, I you really get my characters and when I heard you read Adara the first time, it's like, 
oh my God, that's Adara. <laughs> <laughs> so you did a you do an amazing job, and I'm really pleased with the end result. Wayfarer Aegis is the short story, the prequel to the series, and it's available on audiobook. Um, mm-hmm. And Lily, you get to hear Lily, you get to listen to Lily. She's lovely. <laughs> um, so if you like this, check out her audiobooks. Yes. yes. If you, you do a lot. If you'd like to hear my voice, please go find <laughs> all the different authors that have, have my audiobooks out there. So give me. Mm-hmm. Like um, there's there's some author named Kyle Cannon that I've read all kinds of books for. Yeah, <laughs> now, why would you do that? Well, <laughs> and, and it's it's shameful because her narration gets better reviews than the books. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh. I mean, it'd be nice if the the books got good ones too. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just my voice that lends the um the extra to it yeah all right so we're gonna put all the links to all the things and um we always love hanging out with you eileen and talking to you too long yeah yeah i I haven't you know kyle gets to talk to you all the time through but i haven't like well (laughs) social media stuff like you guys get to to chat and stuff and so i i'm not part of that world a lot of times (laughs) i have my own site for you're not missing much oh no (laughs) you're not uh, social media and i i like i love social media and i like love connecting with the readers but some of the drama that goes on just baffles oh oh of course yeah it's it's great to be able to connect with people across the world and Mm -hmm. um have those connections especially you know the author community is is so lovely um but yeah it it's when the the jerks start getting in there and the trolls, yeah. the trolls, yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, but it's been too long since since I've been able to hang out and talk. But um, we will put all these things up there. And for our listeners, um, please go check out Eileen Trummel and go look at all the things that she has up and all the stories because. There is plenty to choose from. Whatever your flavor of erotica or different kind of story, um, if you like aliens and monsters and shapeshifters and <laughs> all the things, um, go go check out her stuff. So we love hanging out with you, Eileen. Thanks for coming on tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. I love spending time with you guys. It's amazing. We have a blast. Thanks again. All right. Good night. Speak seductively.